Have you ever thought of buying a franchise or currently own one or many? If so, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria, the podcast created and hosted by franchise attorney Josh Brown for the sole purpose of helping people find success through franchising. Hello and welcome to another episode of Franchise Euphoria, the podcast to help buyers, owners, and expansion-minded businesses find success through franchising. Today, I am thrilled to have Jessica Peterson on the show. Jessica is the founder of Customer Wow Project, a company which has a central goal of building an online presence for businesses, which in turn drives more business to them. She is also host of a weekly radio show called Hot and Hotter Business Times. Hello, Jessica, and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm completely honored. Well, I am thrilled to have you today because we are going to talk about something that I think is on everybody's mind. We're going to talk about social media, which is your expertise. And, you know, my listeners are really coming from the perspective of being franchise owners, being the franchisors, or being businesses that are looking to expand through the franchise model. And as you and I both know, social media is huge. And I think in the franchise space in particular, in most instances, they do a terrible job with social media. I really have not seen that many companies. I think some of the larger, larger ones, McDonald's and so forth, they've done a, a pretty good job. But but when you get down to the vast majority of franchises, I really think there's a struggle uh, with with social media. So I'm looking forward to really diving in to all of that. But before we do, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about you and how you got to be a social media expert and, and, and sort of how you got to where you are today. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for asking. I wasn't planning on that. Um, you know me. I love to just hop into the facts and the figures and, and the fun stuff. So real briefly... About myself, I started my, you know, banking career in 1994, just hit the 20-year mark, and instantly won awards and kept winning awards and just kept growing, and then I was a partner of a firm, and then, you know, learned hands-on and hands-off what works, what doesn't work. Times definitely evolved through social media. I invested way too much time into it, and I invested money into it, and what I found is when I retired from the financial world, um businesses kept coming to me and say, teach us, teach us, teach us all your secrets. And my secrets are online and offline customer retention strategies. And what I discovered is a lot of businesses were feeling completely lost on what to do. And what really excites me is the business relationships aspect of it. You know, if a company says that they just want a quick buck, that, that's not who I work with. I'm a firm believer in the go-giver, um, you know, clients who believe in that philosophy are the only ones I want to work with. I love that book, the, the Bob Berg book. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I feel so honored he's become a friend of mine. He's actually featured in my book on Amazon, Build Relationships and Business on Facebook. I fully believe in what he has to say. Oh, no, that's great. He was just a recent guest on my show. So, yeah, definitely, if Aww. you haven't, li- he was a great guest. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I, I love that book. Man, that book... Um, that book really changed my thinking in a lot of ways. So, yeah, for everybody out there who has not read The Go-Giver uh, by Bob Berg, that's a fantastic book. Yeah, I know he also has 
some other books as well. But so, so tell me, I mean, you know, social media is sort of this big term, right? I mean, everybody, everybody kind of has their own definition of what it is. But, you know, for somebody new to social media and, and even for, for the many that have used it over, over, the, over the years, it can be so confusing. I mean, how does a business figure all of that out? Or more, I guess, importantly, how do you help a business figure all that out? Well, you brought up a great point. A lot of people are confused on that term. And, you know, the most popular social media platforms are Google+, Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Um, but what so many people forget is social media. What's the first word? It's social. Um, so so when I, you know, sit down with companies and we analyze, you know, I had this, this big firm who we sat down and we noticed they're just shouting out, we won this award, Millionaire Club, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, great. Well, are you being social? What's in it for your fans? What's in it for, you know, your clients? So really remember it's all about social. And as far as the best platform to be on, I just coached a firm it was shockingly, it only narrowed down to two for them, which is not common. Don't think that's common. But at least they, we took away the whole frustration. Where should I be? Where should I not be? Where should I focus my time? So my recommendation for anyone listening right now is either, one, do research yourself, but really think about how valuable is your time. Um, you know, if you're only worth an average of minimum wage, then go for it. If not, hire the pros to tell you where to spend your time. And for us, what we love to do is to go into firms and sit down. We have a very thorough intake form, and then we create a social media business plan, which on average is 50 to 100 pages. But don't worry, we don't make it you know, boring. We make it fun and interactive. And we really outline what to do. It's kind of that starting point, similar to building a house. You wouldn't just start building a house. Um, you, know, you definitely want to you know, build the plans and customize for your needs. Same with social media, you know, really taking the time to sit down and create that plan before you start running into it. Now, so do you, so when you create a plan, I mean, is, I know every, well, I have to imagine, you know, businesses are all different and you have to kind of dive in. And I would imagine part of what you have to figure out is, is what their overall goal is, right, for their business. Absolutely. And we go much deeper, you know, not only your ultimate goal, but we also, you know, dig even fine tune that goal. So is it just to stay in touch with past customers? Is it your image? Is it to make front page of Google? Um, you know, there's so many different aspects on your goals and every firm is going to be different. And it, it even goes even further. You know, what, what do your clients have an interest in? What do they want to hear? Do you have anything interesting to say? You know, and if firms say, we don't know what to talk about, that's okay. We have a checklist. We have a whole system. Um, you know, we have worked with franchises, and, you know, we sit down and, and create that whole system. And then from there, we can keep managing it, running it. Or some firms say, we want you to coach our staff on how to do it. You know, it's completely flexible. But it all comes down to that starting point and having that whole plan of action. Well, I think that's huge. I mean, I think from my own perspective and then in talking to, you know, other clients of mine and business owners and franchise um, executives and, and owners, I think, you know, part of the issue that I hear with with people on social media is, you know, most people believe in it, believe in the power of it, but they're overwhelmed by it. And they're overwhelmed from the perspective of the time it takes 
to really be engaged or they're overwhelmed by, you know, what you just mentioned is, yeah, we really don't think maybe what we do is that interesting. So how do we how do we talk about that? And and, you know, I truly believe that that sort of the, the brilliance of great social media is that you you, ne- you don't necessarily have to really talk about what you do all the time. I mean, it's about, as you said earlier, the relationship. Um, and, and I'm curious if, if, if you find the same sort of struggles um, with businesses, because to me, it just seems like a, a situation where a lot of them just, just feel just so overwhelmed. They do. They absolutely do. And when people come to us, we say, don't worry, we're here to make it fun. We're going to ask you the right questions. We're going to create that plan and then make it, you know, fun. And it doesn't mean you can just hop into it and have an overnight success. That isn't anything. It takes time. But it's really about creating that plan and then the steps. And eventually, you know, you'll get there and achieve your goals. Now, what do you, I know that there, at least in my own mind, you know, there seems to be a difference in how you would utilize social media, whether you're, if you're a business that focuses on the consumer side of things, or if you're more of a business to business um, type of company. And I've had people mention it to me who are business to business businesses. There you go. There's three businesses in in, in one sentence <laughs> um, who, have, who, who basically who, who basically will say, yeah, I mean, I get social media as it relates to consumers or individuals. You know, if you have um, a product that you're providing um, for, you know, the average consumer out there, I can understand how social media would be very advantageous. But is it as advantageous to a company that is business to business as a as opposed to B2C. You know, absolutely. And and some of them have the same principles. So, you know, people always tell me when I research a company, whether it's a consumer or another business owner, the B2B B2C, there's nothing out there on the internet, I'm scared. And then you ask people, "Why are you scared?" and they say, "Because I feel as if they have something to hide." Um And then you also have to keep in mind we're in a generation where everybody Googles, everybody researches. I had a business owner say that they're shocked. You know, people were researching them on Facebook and saying, hey, I went on Facebook, you know, looked you up with mutual friends. Now I feel at ease at doing business with your company. It kind of threw them back as to how times have changed. And it's, it's that trust factor, you know, and you can't believe everything you hear on the Internet, hands down. I, I know of someone who's amazing and, you know, they got a bad report and they investigated it and ended up being false. Um, but, you know, you, people are in this research phase and they're going to be researching you. And B2C and B2B also does have a little bit of differences. You know, B2B, we have a coaching program. Um, I work with Vivica Von Rosen. She's amazing, hands down. Anybody listening who wants any LinkedIn expertise, I work with her. She's brilliant. She was just in Forbes magazine again as top business people. So her and I have some of the same principles, but different strategies, utilizing LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, all of those on how to get to those decision makers. Um, It's very fascinating. And we have, you know, I use my own techniques. And I can tell you right now, I was just, let's see here, this week, I think our company was promoted to over is in the process or started being promoted to over 200 firms. And that's all based on those B2B relationships. 
Wow, that's incredible. I mean, what are some of the things that you, what are some of the mistakes that you see businesses making um, that, you know, essentially try to do it on, on their own or, or bring somebody, maybe, maybe somebody they have already in-house uh, who, who understands how to use social media and they put them in the position of saying, okay, you're going to be our social media guru. I mean, what are some of the key mistakes that you see businesses making? Wow, there's so many. Um, one that pops in my mind was today. We've been working with an international firm, um, you know, franchise, and working on setting up their social media campaign. We got them to where they want to be. They're very happy. Now they hired someone internal um, who's a social media expert, and right away, boom, we saw them working on setting up another social media channel. They were setting it up wrong and setting it up for instant shutdown. I mean, you got to remember these, these social media um, channels, they have rules and if you don't abide by them, they can just shut you down and they have gone in and done that to companies. So it's really important to not only set it up correctly, um, but also to be consistent. That's something else that I find companies set it up, get it going, and then they're not consistent. And then how does that look um, as a business professional out there, you know? And you can't hide away from social media. I had a friend who called me up, um, and she said, Jessica, I won this award, and but I, I'm so slow in business. I don't know what's happening. I feel the shift. And I, I informed her. I said, okay, are you ready to embrace social media? Nope, I refuse. Okay, well, you know, what you're doing obviously isn't working. Good luck. It's just because we're going into that generation where people want to see you on social media because, again, if you're not, they feel as if you have something to hide. Well, and I, <laughs> I can resonate with with what uh, uh, with what your friend or client uh, was saying because I hear that too a lot from attorneys. I mean, obviously, I'm an attorney myself, and I totally believe in the power of social media and and definitely um, utilize it. But you got to do it in your own way, and you got to do it from the perspective, in my opinion, of of basically, you know, creating that content or marketing yourself in a way so that you're attracting the people who you want to attract to your business as opposed of just, you know, throwing everything out there. I mean, I think attorneys are a great example of if you look at most, if you look at most legal websites or law firm websites or blogs, it's all about, oh, this is the case that I won. Or this is the accolade that I got. And while that, you know, can certainly add to somebody, you know, believing you as an expert and that you become their trusted advisor, it doesn't do much for engagement. And so I think that there's a big uh, there's a big difference between promoting yourself on social media and just promoting yourself or promoting yourself through a conversation, which I think is a, a real kind of fine line. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit because we all know that that's what social media is really about. I mean, it's a content kind of marketing strategy because the reality is everybody is online, you know, and mm -hmm. that's where people go to search. So how do you promote yourself in a way that doesn't come off as being overly aggressive or cocky or arrogant? Um, it is more from the perspective of being engaging and inviting of a conversation. You know, that's a great question. And the number one advice I can give, and people say they love 
is anytime you're on social media, whether it be blogging, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything, imagine if someone's in front of you. Would you be saying the same thing? Would you be saying, I did this, I did that, I did this, blah, blah, you know, it just doesn't work well in an in-person conversation. So you got to keep it engaging, ask questions, um, you know, make it a conversation, make it social. I really like that. I've actually never heard anybody frame it that way. I think that's actually brilliant because it it really is true. I mean, if you if you sat there before you hit the send button or before you posted things and asked yourself, would I speak this way if I was speaking in a face to face conversation? I would bet you that many times you'd say, no, I wouldn't. Because I think that, you know, it seems to me, you know, I know with with my conversations when I'm talking with people, I'm most of the time curious about them. You know, I want to know what's going on in their world, what's going on with their business, what's going on with those things. And the fact of the matter is most of the things I see on social media just don't come come at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I would have to say that's the number one advice that people have really grasped and liked. Um, because if you look at most social media, it's not social, it's not engaging, it's not a conversation, it's not, you know, you, you want people to visualize that they're actually standing there with you, talking with you. So let's break down the social media platforms for a minute here, and I'd be curious your thoughts on, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook. I know you have a particular expertise in Facebook, which I definitely want to get to in a couple minutes, but I'd be curious if you think that some of these platforms are better suited for certain types of businesses. As an example, you know, you often hear LinkedIn is is better suited for, you know, business to business or professionals or something like that. I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think that there are, or do you, do you subscribe to the strategy of sort of like be everywhere um, I'm, or, or something in between? I don't know. Again, it comes down to the company, but just to give some basic guidelines, if, if you're in a B2B, definitely Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, and then I would have to say Twitter next. So Facebook and LinkedIn is the places, you know, not only to showcase who you are, but also to start the conversation. I would, of course, have to even say Facebook even ahead of that, just because Facebook is more relationship-based. You know, you can, you know, let's say one of your top favorite clients who's your friend, and you want to stay in touch with them and see pictures of their kids or their grandkids. It's much more relationship-based. And that's what's so wonderful about Facebook. But you definitely need to have a business profile, too, because Facebook's very strict. They don't want you utilizing your um, personal just for business or your primary goal for business. And that's what I love about Facebook. It's a way to stay in touch and engage conversations. LinkedIn is great, too. It's a great way to, you know, showcase your professionalism, engage with other, you know, business owners, um, and also to connect with people and then have them refer you to others. Twitter is a great place to also start the conversation and start that platform before you move into Facebook and LinkedIn. So Twitter is great for people who have no contacts. Um, And people who do have contacts, I usually say Facebook or LinkedIn. Now, I have an amazing partner who's a Pinterest expert, and they've invested time and money into it. And, And Pinterest is more of a product visual quick sale. So for them, they were, you know, able to in a short time 
create thousands of followers. Um, they sold over 100 products in under 30 days. So, you know, Pinterest is definitely more of the product-based if you have something tangible to sell. And Instagram has definitely gone that way, too. But you have to be careful because Instagram has the same philosophy. You shouldn't be selling or spammy. And that makes sense because it's owned by Facebook. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, when I first started sort of getting into social media and paying attention and sort and you know trying to figure out you know where my business fits into that whole realm, I made an erroneous assumption that well because I you know offer professional services and I'm in the professional space that LinkedIn would be the best option for me. And I gotta be honest, maybe I'm doing something wrong, but. I like LinkedIn. I'm making a lot of connections, but I think you you hit the nail on the head with God. Facebook is amazing, and it's all because of how easy it is to build the relationship and and communicate through the conversation uh, on Facebook. It's much more challenging to to do that. I mean, LinkedIn is more email style. You know, you send messages to people and then they reply back. Whereas there's not sort of the instant back and forth. Uh, that there isn't Facebook, and I by far Facebook has been the best for me um, with my business. And then you know Twitter just seems Twitter is fantastic, but you know I agree with you. It seems to be more of like a conduit almost. I mean, it's a great place to sort of start the conversation, but mm-hmm. it, and it's so easy, right? I mean, you just pop in there and and quick answers. But it seems like the real, real engagement at least in the current social media realm. We all know it's always changing, right? Who knows what it's going to be 10 years from now. It may not be Facebook. It may be something else, but it'll certainly be something, right? I mean, the the world we live in is is wide open um, in terms of I can communicate with somebody in China just as easily as I can communicate to my neighbor here. And But I'm just, th- that's sort of where, where I have, I, I just have really grown to appreciate Facebook and and I just never thought that at the beginning I thought well it's not going to be a, a a great space for what I'm trying to do um, I I'd love for you to dive in uh, deeper into into Facebook and sort of your expertise and, um, and and what you do on that front for clients that's a great question it really depends on their goal you know again I have some clients who say you know, for example, I have an international real estate firm. They said, okay, we need that online presence. We need to show we care. We want to create conversations, um, gain exposure, and we, we achieve all of that for them. Um, you know, then we have some people who say, you know, we need to have more exposure for people with this specific interest. How do we reach them? So we sat down and coached them on how to do that. And then, you know, I have one-on-one consulting and also masterminds where, you know, people who are more focused on B2B, how to create that conversation, how to create those relationships, because ultimately that's what it, that's what it comes down to. Social media, um, I think, is definitely still trending and, and emerging. And what I foresee the trend being is old-fashioned values of who you like, know, and trust being merged into the social media platform. And definitely what's so great about Facebook is people can feel that connection. You know, I feel so honored to connect with you, to see your family. Um, I feel as if you're someone I know, like, and trust now, and someone I definitely recommend to people. If it wasn't for Facebook, 
Do you think I would have felt that? Probably not. Yeah, not at all. And, and, and yeah, I could not agree more. And, and I, I've, spent time talking with, you know, there are people out there who are skeptics. And I guess if anybody's listening, who's still skeptic, sort of like, ah, social media, I just like to meet with people. I want to meet in person. I always tell people, you're missing the point if you if you think that way, because the point of social media is not to replace personal interaction. I think it's actually to encourage it because, but what it does is it's so, I, I do feel like I have a connection with people much quicker when I'm engaged with them through Facebook. And that just makes me want to go set up a meeting with them, you know, if they're local or, you know, go to, you know, a lot of times when you're, if you're, if you're spending the right time from a business and and communicating with people, you know, it's a great opportunity to meet, meet up with people through conferences, you know, and then you go and, and you've got all these online um, contacts and relationships. And you, it's amazing when you, when you meet the people in person, it doesn't feel like you're meeting them for the first time. You feel like you already know them. Absolutely. And you you said something very valuable. When you go out networking, you know, and you get to know people, say, hey, are you on Facebook, LinkedIn? I mean, obviously, Facebook's my most favorite. And then I usually ask, hey, would you like to connect? Oh, I've only had one ever turn me down. And she says she's only on Facebook and has four friends. And it's to spy on her family. Okay, that's completely fine. That's not someone I want to connect with. Um, but typically they connect and then we get to know each other. And then naturally I just want to support them. You know, I get to know their likes, their interests, who's an ideal client for them. Um, and then I love to support the business page. If you're in business, you need to have a business page um, for the business aspect of it. Because, again, you can't be businessy on personal but it definitely helps with that connection. So then when you do pick up the phone and call them or when you do see them, you have that much deeper connection. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. When I first started with Facebook, it was all personal stuff. I mean, you know, even before I had the business page, you know, I was always posting things. And and then, like a lot of people, I think, I just kind of got a little leery, you know, especially when you have a family and everything. It's like, ah, you know, I mean, there's you want to maintain, I think people inherently want to maintain their privacy. And so it's kind of been a real switch for me where, yeah, I still post stuff personally, but not nearly as much as I do on the business side of things. But there's certainly been been a crossover on that because like I said, I mean, you know, as you get to know people, even through their business pages, you inevitably get to know them through their personal pages. Um, and and so there's really kind of been that crossover. But I will tell you this. I mean, I, I spend, I probably on the personal side of things, spend maybe 10% of the time that I used to. But on the business side of things, I mean, I've increased it by probably 80%, 90%. And I see a lot of people doing that. I mean, do you see that from your experience? Absolutely. Um Absolutely. And, you know, I have had people say, well, I don't want everybody knowing my personal life. That's fine. You don't have to share everything. Or I've had some people say, well, I'm just all into recipes and I post tons of recipes and I know people don't want to see all that. Well, there's ways around that, you know, and our company, our firm has a code of ethics and we abide by that. And if I have something that's really deep and personal that does talk maybe about a political or religious uh, manner, I make sure only select people see it. So, um, but, so there's definitely a way 
to be real, but every now and then there are some posts that you have to keep hidden, you know, or, or not expose to the whole world. Um, there are ways of doing that. Do you think there's a difference in social media strategy between, you know, a, a, a franchisee owner operator versus the franchisor, you know, the larger corporate company? Cause I, I've, I've talked to the owner operators and I'm always encouraging them to really pay more attention to social media. And what'll happen sometimes is I'll get the bounce back of, Oh, well that's what the franchisor does. And, but what I found, and I don't know if this is, if, if you found this or not, is that when you look at, you know, a lot of, in, in franchising, a lot of times the franchisor has the main, the main website, and then they'll add the franchisee just as an additional page. And they do very little beyond that. And I think that's such a disservice to the franchisee. And I'm always encouraging the, the local owner operators to really take social media by the helm and you know if they're limited in what they can do in terms of the website i'm always though encouraging them to to be more active and sort of develop their own strategy within the framework of the franchise what what do you think about that you know i am running across quite a few franchise you know owners and um they're saying well the headquarters is supposed to be doing this we're not seeing it I think there's more of a frustration and a miscommunication. Um, so, you know, it definitely depends on the company, but I think that there needs to be, obviously the corporate headquarters needs to do something for each franchise owner. It's definitely more sellable, more valuable to each one of them. Um, but I also think it should be an engaging getting involved for even each franchise owner. Um, you know, having them be a little bit educated on it. And there's, again, there's many I've talked to. It seems like there's that big disconnect. There's that big miscommunication. Or what also is really fascinating, I talked to franchise owners to um, say that they wish their headquarters was more social media savvy and they just won't do it because they don't see the value. So if anybody listening today, reach out to us. And if not us, reach out to somebody, start doing something because it's going to hurt you in the long run. And we're just at the starting phase, as they're saying, of social media. I mean, it's just growing on a daily basis. So you definitely want to hop in now on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely the next wave. I, I definitely feel the tide changing in the direction of the franchisors really starting to pay a lot more attention to it. And I think it comes from, from two perspectives. First, they just can't deny it. I mean, you just can't deny the effectiveness of it from a branding perspective, um, from a from a loyalty perspective of, and, and that's su- such a hard thing is to find loyal uh, customers that keep coming back and and become raving fans and be promoters for you. But I think there's another part of it that uh, a lot of the franchisors are just now realizing and that is they kind of need to assert a little bit control over the social media because if they don't more and more of the franchisees are doing it anyways and it's Mm -hmm. difficult to control the messaging somewhat i mean i almost think there's the smart franchises are 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 setting up positions for social media management among the franchises because of course they have a brand that they want to protect and so it's so vital that obviously they have a strategy in place for the franchisees to follow 
Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And something else that would shock you, I just taught in my Facebook mastermind group this week. They were blown away by it. Um, Facebook has enrolled where you can research a company, and it's amazing. They're now pulling photos from employees and linking it to the company. And I've even gone into corporations and say, I just, I'm here to educate you. I'm not here to tell you. I'm just here to educate you what is associated with your company name. And they are blown away. And then they say, what shall we do? And then, you know, that's when I say, you got to meet with your HR. you got to create some policies in place, but I'm just here to bring it to your attention. Um, but like you said, all it takes would be one, you know, franchise owner to, to link up that they work with them and have all these horrible images and it's attached to it. Um, that people are not aware of that whatsoever. Yeah, and, and, and they, yeah, exactly. And they have, to, I mean, they just have to start. You, you either are controlling your image or it's controlling you. And I think that's what ultimately the franchisors um, and the franchisees are faced with is, you know, yes. y- if you're not out there actively controlling it, driving an image, eventually it's going to be defined for you. And most likely it's going to be defined in a way that you're not happy with. <laughs> Absolutely. And I um, taught at a big classroom there. And this woman raised her hand. I was not expecting this at all. And this was business owners. There were over 100 business owners, and I'm, I'm teaching and educating how to start and reboot your social media. And this woman raises her hand, and she goes, yes, I even look at Target's posting on Facebook, and if they're not, I'm not shopping there. And so, you know, it's just, that's just, and she's not the first one who has now said that. So we're definitely, you know, like you said, if, you know, your image is important. What are you conveying to people out there? Because it is becoming important. Well, you know, thank you so much, Jessica, for your time today. I know we've got to get get running here, but I, I did have, you know, a couple more questions for you. And one thing was, in, in particular, I'd be curious if maybe you had, you know, a, a point or two um, to provide for, for people out there on, on what they can do right now to improve their business Facebook page. You know, what's a what's a pointer or two um, that they that, that would be helpful? And then lastly, I'd just love for you to talk a little bit about uh, your radio show, Hot and Hotter Business yeah. Times. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so in regards to Facebook, what it comes down to is um, what are you posting? Is it engaging? And how's your image? You know, I've reached I've had people be connected with me and I've reached back to them and I say I'm confused as far as what you do. Your link's broken. Your link's not even working to your company. I can't learn more about you. Um, you know, people are going to be researching you. So, so what are you saying? And is everything working properly? Is it being conveyed properly? And as I mentioned earlier, I teach that masterminds one-on-one. Um, you know, so definitely take the time to take a look at that. And something else to keep in mind is we have companies who have social media experts, employees for them, which is fine, but most often they don't know what they're doing. You know, um, so do hire a professional to teach them, educate them, or something else to consider is go out there and hire a firm. Hire a firm, you know, because I would say, you know, one one mind is, is, you know, limited. You know, if you have two or more minds working together on something, it's going to be more brilliant. And so I have the privilege to work with an amazing team and we go into firms and we work on that. So it's just some different things to keep in mind um, because this is important and you don't want things set up for failure. 
And let's see here. As far as B2B, because I know that you and I had a conversation off the show about that, that's something that's really missing. I always like to tell people to imagine. So imagine you are going to a conference and there's hundreds of people there and your friend gets up to speak and you're really excited to see your friend get up there and to speak. And then the next thing you know, your friend says your name and your heart stops and you're sitting there thinking, well, what's my friend going to say about me? What's going on? And then your friend gives you praise. How does that make you feel? Are you more um, connected with that person at that moment? Did you obtain exposure? So my goal for everyone listening today is to reach out to three of your favorite people and praise them online and social media and make their day. That's great. I love that. Um, and I'll definitely be doing that <laughs> be, oh, be, before the end of the day. Well, tell me, so tell me about um, Hot and Hotter Business Time. So what is that radio show? When is it on? And, and tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So that was started by a couple other social media experts and myself. And originally we just started, we just wanted to go in and interview very successful business owners. We wanted other secrets and we met some of the most amazing people. And we had, you know, Bob on there too. And Eric Sachs, a breakthrough broker, and, you know, Tom, who's a, a sportscaster on TV, and, you know, just some amazing people. And we started, you know, switching that over into the social media aspect. So right now it's going to um, come back on the air this April, and we are lining up some very wonderful people, and we're going to fine-tune it more towards the social media success because, like you said, that's what everybody's wanting to know right now. How did you get successful through social media? What's your tips and tricks? So we're going to be talking to other people who have done a fantastic job. Well, that sounds great. I look forward to tuning in uh, to that show. And, and how can people get a hold of you, Jessica? Um, well, as far as the show, we're on iTunes. And if anybody wants to connect with me, you know, I'm on all the channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Facebook. So Jessica Peterson with Customer Wow Project. And feel free to connect and reach out. And I look forward to hearing from people listening today and, and you know, obtaining feedback. And if they have a question, I'm, I'm here to, you know, look at answering that for them. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, I've, it's been a thrill talking with you, and I definitely look forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.